Hi, good morning everyone and welcome to today's daily lesson from the workbook of A Course in Miracles. And of course, as you know, we're at lesson 54, which is a review of lessons 16 through 20. And what extraordinary lessons they are. So it's going to be so much fun just to get going and dive right in. Before we do, of course, let's take a moment and just take a deep breath and, and remember. And remember God. Remember our Father. Remember. That's all we're really doing here is remembering. So I love you with all my heart and uh, let's start with Mozart, uh, Piano Sonata number 12, and I think that's a, a good way to kind of get going. So here we go.
Perfect. Thank you so much. I just... <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> okay. So we are now um, on the 54th day of the year and we get to review these extraordinary lessons, lessons 16, which, you know, reminds us that we have no neutral thoughts and, and we go all the way through to lesson 20, where our determination to see is really increased and, you know, we're really going at it. So, um, without further ado, let's just start reading the lesson. And um, I can't promise I won't comment. I probably will. So, <laughs> do bear with me. <laughs> okay, so here's lesson 54. And I've just got to get my browser window open here to the lesson. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, i got so many things going on. All right, here we go. I have no neutral thoughts. Neutral thoughts are impossible because all thoughts have power. Neutral thoughts are impossible because all thoughts have power. And, you know, when I first read that this morning, I was struck by the immediacy of it. And this is what we don't often realize, that in that this applies in every single instant. It applies right now. And we, you know, we really do kind of operate in this fog, in this daze, as though our thoughts are ineffectual, that they are neutral, and we can just engage in all manner of thinking. And this is really not true. These thoughts are not neutral. They will either make a false world or lead me to the real one. That's an extraordinary idea when you really look at it. So in every single moment, you actually have the opportunity to be in heaven, just through the action of your mind, and in no other way, actually. That's a huge responsibility. It's a huge responsibility because when you are not exercising apparently exercising the apparent option to be in heaven. And I say apparent because it, uh, there's a real lack of realization that this is actually the case. That I am in heaven right now in truth. And that that actually can be my experience. And so why I use the word apparent or it appears that way is because you seem to think it's a choice. It's really not a choice in the sense that truth is true. That is just the fact of the matter. However, you do have the choice to actually have that in your awareness right here and right now. In other words, you do not have to continue doing whatever it is that you are doing 
that obliterates heaven from your consciousness. Deep peace and joy from your awareness. So you do have the choice to let it go, as we have seen over and over again in the exercises that we've been doing up until this point. So let me continue. They will either make a false world or lead me to the real one. But thoughts cannot be without effects. As the world I see arises from my thinking errors, so will the real world rise before my eyes as I let my errors be corrected. My thoughts cannot be neither true nor false. They must be one or the other. What I see shows me which they are. This is absolutely crucial because it's not just about what's running around in your head that you think is divorced from what you are seeing. Thinking and its results are simultaneous. I mean, we've already learned this. And the training then is to really bring this into our awareness in every single moment. Or at least relinquish the necessity to viscerally engage with the mindless chatter that goes on. we at least have the ability to be willing to have another experience. The way Jesus expresses it is, I can let my, I, I can let my errors be corrected. I can allow that to happen. Okay, but remember that thinking and its results are simultaneous. The allowance and the happening are actually the same. For the simple reason that the allowance is the stepping back from the kind of visceral, almost compulsive engagement with nonsense, really, with image making, with making up stuff that consolidates the idea of my separation from God and my existence as a separate entity in space and time. That's an amazing idea. So in this moment, and this is the beauty of these lessons, is it doesn't really matter what happened a second ago, a nanosecond ago. That doesn't matter. In every instant, you're able to let go, to step back. And you're constantly reminded, I see no neutral things. What I see witnesses to what I think. If I did not think, I would not exist. Because life is thought. Okay, who immediately begins to think about René Descartes and his discourse on method? Cogito ergo sum. 
Je pense donc je suis. I think therefore I am. Ich denke dafür ich bin. Is that how you say it <laughs> in German? I, I <laughs> Something like that. I think therefore I am. I think I am. I am. Therefore, I think. <laughs> and I'm not going to go into therefore and why that is unnecessary there. You get the drift because this is an experience. You cannot exist if you didn't think and you couldn't think if you didn't exist. And you really begin to see that thinking doesn't have really to do with the chatter that is incessantly going on. There is an ontological existence that is always there. It's life itself. Life is. God is. Now, it's not my purpose in doing these lessons to try and explain that because, I mean, what is it that really explains that? It has no explanation, nor is there a need for an explanation. But there definitely is a need for you to actually step back into the realm of real thought. Jesus calls it the thoughts you think with God. They are in your mind. If I did not think I would not exist because life is thought, let me look on the world I see as the representation of my own state of mind. I know that my state of mind can change. And so I also know the world I see can change as well. And so if you are involved in this kind of objective, this kind of objectification where you are looking for changes in the world to demonstrate to you that your mind is changing, you've got it completely backward and that'll never happen. You can never observe the world disappear. Why? Because thinking and its results are simultaneous. <laughs> there is no gap between your thoughts and their results. There's no gap between what you are thinking and what you are seeing. And this is actually what you are learning now. And you've now become determined to really see. That's extraordinary, isn't it? I love it. It's so exciting. I know that my state of mind can change. And so I also know the world I see can change as well. I am not alone in experiencing the effects of my seeing. If I have no private thoughts, I cannot see a private world. Even the mad idea of separation had to be shared before it could form the basis of the world I see. Yet, 
listen to this, that sharing was a sharing of nothing. I love this because the, 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 the world you see has nothing to do with reality. It's of your own making and it doesn't exist. You have peopled your world. And so if you are using the people as evidence that you are sharing, that's really not it. Because the people are quite literally a projection of your mind. And when I speak about people, I include the entity that I call myself. There you go. There you start to get a real sense, or should we say a better sense, of what we're really speaking about when we speak about your mind. Because it's not the thing that you think is incarcerated in your head. This is why you have no private thoughts. If <laughs> if thoughts were really incarcerated in your head, they would be private. But they're not. At no single instant does your body actually exist at all. Remember? Nothing you see means anything. What has no meaning has no being. Did I say meaning or meaning? <laughs> what has no meaning has no being. I was trying to rhyme being and meaning. <laughs> I end up saying meaning, which is the same thing, really. <laughs> what has meaning has no being. <laughs> wow. Okay. I have no private thoughts. If I have no private thoughts, I cannot see a private world. Even the mad idea of separation had to be shared before it could form the basis of the world I see. Yet that sharing was a sharing of nothing. I can also call upon my real thoughts, which share everything with everyone. The thoughts, my real thoughts, which are really beyond the body. See, you begin to get a sense that there's no beginning and ending to your mind. Wow. As my thoughts of separation call to the separation thoughts of others, so my real thoughts awaken the real thoughts in them. So again, your only responsibility is to do the exercise. And it's really just up to you. Because mind is shared. So it's really up to you to get into mind, into real mind. And everyone is in there automatically because everyone is a part of that mind. Your breaking up of individual entities doesn't make it so. There literally is only one of us. Because God is the mind with which I think. And everything is included in that. And everything has no separation within it. 
There is no idea of separation in everything. That cannot be conceptualized, but it certainly can be experienced, and in fact has to be experienced, and is being experienced right here and right now. Wow. I love you so much. Thank you. So my real thoughts awaken the real thoughts in them and the world my real thoughts show me will dawn on their sight as well as mine. I am not alone in experiencing the effects of my thoughts. I am alone in nothing. Aloneness is literally a product of the idea of separation. There is no such thing as aloneness. There's no such thing as that. Everything I think or say or do teaches all the universe. A son of God cannot think or speak or act in vain. You now become much more aware of why you have to practice. Because literally everything you think, say, and do is quite literally a product or proceeds from your state of mind. So seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy might, with all thy strength, with all thy soul. That's in thought, in word, and in deed. That's just the way it is. And see, now you begin to really see that it's not enough to talk the talk. And in fact, talking the talk without being the talk is meaningless. Because it is is the being that is reflected, that comes through in everything. And that is why it's, it's a really interesting idea. But when Jesus talks about the characteristic of honesty, He kind of expresses this. Nothing you say conflicts with what you do or what you think. Because your mind is whole. Because God is the mind with which you think. So you must come from God. Wow. I love this. I love this. I love you so. How simple is salvation? Wow. You'll see it too in today's video. The Master Teacher begins the video of the day today 
with lesson 182, I will be still an instant and go home. So as you do these lessons, you really begin to realize that the doing of the lesson is the realization within your own mind. The practice cannot not come immediately. So this is for you. I love this. It's for your peace of mind. This is why these reviews are incredible. Because, yeah, you forget in every moment, but in every moment you remember. This is why we review. We look at it again. We choose again. We continue to choose. Wow. A son of God cannot think or speak or act in vain. He cannot be alone in anything. It is therefore in my power to change every mind along with mine. For mine is the power of God. So in realizing this, and you're realizing it experientially right now within your own mind, doesn't that just ah increase exponentially your determination to see? Your determination to see is, is, is proceeding from your own mind. Cause and effect are not separate. Thinking and its results are simultaneous. I love it. In your determination to see is vision given you. Let me see what he says here. Recognizing the shared nature of my thoughts, I am determined to see. Why? I want to look upon the witnesses that show me the thinking of the world has been changed. I would behold, I would look upon the witnesses that show me the thinking of the world has been changed. I would behold the proof that what has been done through me has enabled love to replace fear, laughter to replace tears, and abundance to replace loss. I would look upon the real world and let it teach me that my will and the will of God are one. Yes, this is the experience I want. Wow. Okay, I think we can take a moment here and... Ah, <laughs> and let's play a song. Wow. Let's, let's let that percolate. Let's be in that. Ich denke deshalb ich bin. Sorry. <laughs> Divine man has just told me the, the German of I think, therefore I am. Unfortunately, I wasn't looking at the speaker screen at the time. I was looking, I was actually reading the, the text. Um, I'm reading the, from the workbook lessons, and so I didn't see that answer. So it's cogito uh, ergo sum. That's Latin. I think, therefore I am. That's English. Je pense, donc je suis. That's French. And ich denke, deshalb bin ich.
that's German. Okay, thank you, Divine Man. <laughs> All right, let's let's play a song here. Um, what should we play? Ah, Heaven is Calling, because it really is at this point. <laughs> Gently now, 
Draw back the curtains, open the windows, pull up the blinds. Wow, God, what a beautiful song. Um, so now you really are realizing how important um, it is for you to actually be in this practice. The salvation of the world literally depends on you in a very literal sense. And it's, it is a moment by moment undertaking. I mean, there is no possibility that you can escape time or experience the undoing of time in its entirety without you employing every single moment for this purpose. I mean, Jesus talks about using time on behalf of eternity. But you really have to be present. You know, this idea that, you know, you're in a world that's objective to you and that these things are happening and, you know, you're just uh, threading your timid way through this chaos is simply not true. You know, the world you see has nothing to do with reality. It is of your own making and it does not exist. You have, you are the maker of it. And it is made by your own thinking. And it's happening in this moment and in every moment. And so really, 
This is, as Claire would say, your sole order of business. This is, you, you have no other function <laughs> but to clean up your act and get out of here. I mean, like, literally, the world is held in your mind. You have to let it go. And the only way is through the absolute determined practice. And the practice is actually the practice. It's not the observation of what would happen in the practice. It's really in every moment. And so what I'm going to do is um, just go over to, to chapter two of the uh, text here for a second, okay? And we will revisit the lessons on our way out. <laughs> the correction of fear. Let me just click on this and make it a little bit, uh, go to the whole text. The correction of fear is your responsibility. And the is is actually stressed in the text. When you ask for release from fear, you're implying that it is not. You should ask instead for help in the conditions that have brought the fear about. And this is the whole idea of letting your thoughts be corrected or your errors be corrected. This is the whole idea of stepping back into miracle-mindedness. Remember, the miracle reminds the mind that what it's looking at is not true. That's really the practice of the. Uh, this is it's your moment by your moment by moment practice of this workbook, because in in every moment, you're gone. Remember, we're really only speaking of just one single instant. It's not a sequence of moments. You know, it's not like you know a pocket full of moments. It's one instant that you relive over and over and again, each day, every hour in each day, and every minute that each hour holds, and every second that each minute holds, you but relive the instant of forgetting, that instant of fear. And the correction thereof is your responsibility. When you ask for release from fear, you're implying that it is not. You should ask instead for help in the conditions that have brought the fear about. These conditions always entail a willingness to be separate. At that level, you can help it. And the can is emphasized in the text. You are much too tolerant of mind wandering and are passively condoning your mind's miscreations. The particular result does not matter but the fundamental error does. That's actually what matter is. It matters to you because literally it's keeping you in hell. The correction is always the same. Before you choose to do anything, ask me if your choice is in accord with mine. If you are sure that it is, there will be no fear. This is quite literally the practice of the workbook. And you can't, you can't fool yourself about it. That's a great thing. That's what I really, really love. 
It's these five review lessons that we're doing today. No other. Just these five. Just today. Just now. I love it. And there was one more thing I wanted to read. Um, and I'm just, I'm just going to go back here and find it. Oh, yes. And this is also in chapter two. You may still complain about fear, but you nevertheless persist in making yourself fearful. I have already indicated that you cannot ask me to release you from fear. I know it does not exist, but you do not. If I intervened between your thoughts and their results, I would be tampering with a basic law of cause and effect, the most fundamental law there is, which is what we've been speaking about all morning. Your thoughts and their results are not separate. Nothing can get between your thoughts and your results and the results of your thinking. Cause and effect are not separate. This is what we've been seeing over and over again. We've been expressing it. We've been experiencing it because it's true. I would hardly help you if I depreciated the power of your own thinking. This would be in direct opposition to the purpose of this course. It is much more helpful to remind you that you do not guard your thoughts carefully enough. You may feel that at this point it would take a miracle to enable you to do this, which is perfectly true. <laughs> of course, a miracle is a miracle. The correction is here. The light has come. <laughs> <laughs> you are not used to miracle-minded thinking, but you can be trained to think that way. All miracle workers need that kind of training. And this is exactly what is occurring right here and right now. So then let's look through your training today, your lessons for today. Isn't this awesome? I have no neutral thoughts, okay? I have no neutral thoughts. Neutral thoughts are impossible because all thoughts have power. They will, <coughs> I'm sorry, they will either make a false world or lead me to the real one. But thoughts cannot be without effects. As the world I see arises from my thinking errors, so will the real world rise before my eyes as I let my errors be corrected. My thoughts cannot be neither true nor false. They must be one or the other. What I see shows me which they are. Every moment. Always. I see no neutral things. What I see witnesses to what I think. If I did not think, I would not exist because life is thought. Let me look on the world I see as the representation of my own state of mind. So you have your clues around you everywhere. I know that my state of mind can change. And so I also know the world I see can change as well. I am not alone in experiencing the effects of my seeing. If I have no private thoughts, I cannot see a private world. Even the mad idea of separation had to be shared before it could form the basis of the world I see. Yet that sharing was a sharing of nothing. 
I can also call upon my real thoughts, which share everything with everyone. Would this not be a better choice? (laughs) As my thoughts of separation call to the separation thoughts of others, so my real thoughts awaken the real thoughts in them. And the world my real thoughts show me will dawn on their sight as well as mine. Wow, salvation of the world depends on me. I'm not alone in experiencing the effects of my thoughts. I am alone in nothing. Everything I think or say or do teaches all the universe. A son of God cannot think or speak or act in vain. You have no neutral thoughts. You see no neutral uh, things. You do no neutral things. (laughs) You say no neutral things. He cannot be alone in anything. It is therefore in my power to change every mind along with mine. For mine is the power of God. This is why you see that your, your words really should reflect only mercy. That takes presence of mind. That takes a willingness to do this, to let this be true, to let the correction happen. That takes a willingness to always step back, always step back, always step back. I am determined to see. Recognizing the shared nature of my thoughts, I am determined to see. I would look upon the witnesses that show me the thinking of the world has been changed. I would behold the proof that what has been done through me, done through me, has enabled love to replace fear, laughter to replace tears, and abundance to replace loss. I would look upon the real world and let it teach me that my will and the will of God are one. So this is your job. This is your function. You are a miracle worker. You are a teacher of God. You are the savior of the world. Because you made it. But what a job. What a function. I'm literally, it's literally given me to be in paradise in every single moment. And all my brothers, every living thing, everything is there with me. I love you with all my heart. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you, divine man. Thank you for teaching me German. I'm determined to learn it. (laughs) Ich denke, deshalb bin ich. And I'm not reading that. I'm doing it from memory now. So I am learning. (laughs) So it is with the entire Course in Miracles. So this is the day. Today is the day. Now is the time. Here is the place. And we are in paradise with our Father. I love you, I love you, I love you always, and I'll see you everywhere as we go our way rejoicing in the endless love of God. And here is the song of heaven.
what's going on Listen to the song of heaven What's going on Perhaps you can hear What's going on Listen to the song of heaven What's going on are tranquil All longings satisfied There is no sorrow The joy of heaven has come Love no longer fears But gladly welcomed in Lifted 
You have been listening to Voice from Heaven, live in the Miracles Healing Center. Remember that God's voice speaks to you all through the day, that God goes with you wherever you go, and that God is the mind with which you think. God bless us, everyone.